For the last few Sundays, I have been asking questions in my sermons. I uh, asked the question, how important is the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer? And if we don't have him, oh, we're in trouble, amen? Then last week I talked about how is your walk with God? Now today I've got another question. And uh, it's a little bit different. In fact, uh, I've tried it out on two or three people. And they said, preacher, you could take that question in several different directions. So that may be what will happen this morning. We may go in all kinds of directions. But here's the question. How tired are you today? Think about that a moment now. How tired are you today? Used to, when I was pastoring, I'd stand out front, greet people as they came in on Sunday morning, and of course, ask them how they were doing. And uh, I had one couple. They always told me just how sick they were every Sunday and how tired they were every Sunday they came in. And I knew if I asked them, they're going to spend the rest of my time telling me how many surgeries <laughs> and how sick and how tired they were. So I learned a lesson as a young preacher I didn't ask. Amen? Sometimes you don't ask. But today I'm going to ask you a question. How tired are you today? And uh, there, here's a list of things. I'll give you my scripture in a moment, so stay with me because I've got to, I've got to weave this together, all right? Here's a list of things tired, that uh, tired could be. It could be that if you're tired, you need some sleep or rest. It could be if you're tired, you're weary. And some of us could be weary this morning. If you're tired, you could be worn out or exhausted. You remember Elijah when he confronted the prophets of Baal upon Mount Carmel? God answered by fire and there was a great revival and Jezebel sent word to Elijah, tomorrow by this time, I'll have your life. It'll be over for you. What did Elijah do? He ran. And when he got to a place, he sat down and he was, he was worn out and exhausted and fatigued from, from running. And I found this out through the years, church. Anytime we have a great spiritual move in our hearts and in our lives, watch out, the enemy's going to come. He doesn't like it. And he'll come. If you're tired, you could be fed up with. And I don't know about you, but I'm fed up with some things, aren't you? And I'll talk about that in a moment. If you're tired, you could be sick and tired of some things. 
Let me tell you what I'm sick and tired of this morning. This may be part of what you are thinking about too. I hope some of it is. I don't know about you, but I'm sick and tired of this virus that's in our nation, aren't you? Amen? And I've been asking God daily, Lord, stop this thing. And God can. Now God, listen, in the midst of all of this, God's got our attention, you agree? He's got our attention. Some of us are listening and some of us are not listening. I hope we'll listen. I don't know about you, but I'm fed up with those who are trying to destroy America. I'm fed up with it. And I believe in America we need to get down and we need to get serious with God and get down to business and pray and seek His face and do His will. Follow Him. I'm fed up and tired of those that are burning our cities and tearing down our business places. Brother Dennis said it right a little earlier as we were talking. He had no idea what, what I was going to preach on today. But we were talking about this and he said, the people have a right to protest if they'll do it peacefully. But churches not protest when they start burning buildings and tearing down our cities and destroying our cities, that's not protest. Amen? It's not protest. And I saw the other day on the news that a group even burned Bibles in Portland. Bible and put American flag on it and burned it. And I'm tired of folks who are doing away with the history of this nation. If they continue to go as they're going, it won't be long that we'll not have any history left in our country. Oh, it'll be on our hearts and in our minds, but our children that are coming up, they'll not know what history is about if they continue to go in the way they're going. I don't know about you, but I'm fed up with overpaid sports teams who will not respect our flag and the national anthem. And I've decided not to watch them. I don't know about you. They pay these guys, ladies, plenty of money, and yet they do not respect our nation and our flag and our national anthem. I'm sick and tired of those who are trying to push on us a society without God. Church, listen to this preacher, all right? If we continue to go in the, in the road and on the road that we're going right now, it's not going to be a long, it's not going to be very long until we're going to be a socialist country. Let me say this, and I'm not being political, and if you think I am, that's fine. But I'm going to tell you something. I know every election people say, oh, this election depends. But folks, I'm going to tell you something. Listen to me closely, all right? 
this election coming will determine how this country will go. You better listen to this preacher, all right? And I'm not taking sides. I'm not trying to take... I'm just simply saying you better, you better read, you better look at it, and you better watch, and you better pray. I don't know about you, but I'm just plain exhausted of all the stuff that's going on in our country. And too long we have set, we have just set our news media is biased on everything they tell us. We're overloaded, we're being battered from every side. And church, listen, this is a spiritual battle. Did you hear me? This is a spiritual battle that we're in. I've never told anybody this. My wife doesn't even know it. In fact, this will be new to her when she hears this right now. But about the last month and a half, I have been under a spiritual attack from Satan. I knew it. And how many times have I had to get on my face before God and say, God, give me strength to stand. Paul, you said, Paul wrote about it in Ephesians chapter 6. He said, put on the whole armor of God that we'll be able to withstand the wiles of the devil or the tricks of the devil as he comes at us. And boy, he comes at us from all sides. Every once in a while I hear somebody say, well, boy, the devil doesn't bother me. Oh, I'd be scared about that. Amen? Because he hates Christians. Listen, he's not a friend of this church. Do you know that? Satan is not a friend of this church. He's not a friend of you. If you're a child of God, he's not your friend. He'll destroy you, kill you, if he possibly can. Now I want to tell you good news, all right? <laughs> Take your Bibles. You can probably quote this without me even asking you to turn, but I want you to turn there. Psalm 23. How many times have I used this through the years in funerals, special occasions? But I want to use it today. Psalm 23. What did David say? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. See, church, we've got to realize that God is good and he's our shepherd. God's good. You agree? We need to do a little exercise, all right? Say it after me. God is good. All the time. God is good. You believe that? 
Yeah, God's good. He's a good God. Well, Brother Jim, if all of this stuff happening in our nation and in our world, if God is good, why isn't he doing something about it? Folks, he is. <laughs> if you're a student of prophecy, you can see everything lining up. And you know what it's lining up for? It's lining up for Jesus coming and taking the church out of here. And I don't know about you, but I'm looking for him, aren't you? Amen? Looking for him. God's good. He's good, and we need to realize that. Let me ask you a question. What are you going through right now that only God can help you get through it? There are probably people sitting right here in this place today, and you're going through stuff in your life that only, that only God can get you through it. Turn it over to him. Who and what is your enemy this day? I want you to notice something. This really stood out to me when I was working on this sermon. Notice what David said in that first verse. The Lord is. Now I'm not, uh, I'm not an English major, but uh, you school teachers, isn't that in present tense? Somebody answer me. Is it? Jamie, are you awake? Tell me. Okay. I thought she's asleep. It's all right to wake her up, isn't it, Ron? Amen. The Lord, now think about it, church. The Lord is. That means right now, He's ever present. He's right here, right now, ready to do, ready to hear, ready to answer. If we'll trust Him. Lord is. So that tells me that I can give God my worry and my problem and my burden, my situation, whatever it is, I can give it to him. I can leave it with him. The Bible tells me in the book of Hebrews that I can come boldly to the throne of God and I can lay my burden with him and he'll take care of it. Aren't you glad? That ought to thrill every Christian in this place today to know that we can bring whatever it is that's that our problem, our need, whatever situation and leave it with him. Principle number two, we can find rest in his wonderful presence. Notice what he says in verse two. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I mean, here is God giving to us refreshing I mean, just he's refreshing us. Just going to make me to lie down in green pastures and still by side still waters. I think some of us just need a timeout. You know what a timeout is, don't you? <laughs> That's where we make uh, our little ones stand in the corner and take a timeout. I think sometimes we just need a timeout, don't we? And just let God speak to us. And God refresh us. And God help us to know that we need to be still before you. He's there for us. And he wants to be. Well, principle number three is the good news is this. God's good all the time. He's good all the time. 
Notice the rest of it. Verse 4, David would say, though, yea, though I would walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not going to fear any evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Notice how good God is. I mean, he's going to prepare a place. I mean, here, here is, I mean, we, we may face heartaches and hardships and problems, and God's right there, and he's saying, I'll take care of it. Then notice verse 6, if you will, please. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Church, I want to live in his presence right now, don't you? I mean, he's present with us right now. He's here. He's with us. And then there's coming a day when we're going to live with him. What does, is, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What does dwell mean? What does that really mean? Well, it means to reside, to be settled, to abide as a permanent resident. One of these days, there's something far better going to come. Far better than what we're in right now. Isn't that wonderful? That ought, to, that ought to rejoice every heart of every believer to know that right now, this is, not, this is not it. This is not it, folks. There's something far better for every one of us who know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. There's a better day. And David said, listen, surely goodness and mercy is going to follow me all the days of my life. I'm in his presence. And then one day I'm going to dwell with him in a permanent place in a permanent, permanent place. Wow. Well, I ask the question, how tired are you this morning? You may be tired, but see, God wants to refresh us. I'm tired of what's going on in our country, and it, it breaks my heart. I tell God quite often, Lord, I never thought I'd see the day that this would happen in America, but it's happening. But see, we know we know that there's something far better than what's taking place right here. Amen? Something far better. Well, if you're tired today, leave it with the Lord. If you're tired this morning and you've got a burden or a problem or a situation you can't handle, leave it with Him. Don't pray about it and then pick it back up and take it with you. No, bring it. Lord, here it is. I can't do anything about it. I'm leaving it with you. I don't want it anymore. You said you'd help me. And Lord, I'm going to leave it with you. And here it is. And I'll guarantee you on the authority of God's word, he will take care of it. He will take care of it. Amen? Yeah, he will. Let's pray together. Father, I want to thank you today. Sometimes we get tired. We do. We just get tired of everything that's happening in our nation, in our world. But then we turn to the Word of God and we get refreshed because we know that there's something far better than this. And Lord, we do know that you're on the throne and you've got this thing and that you're not, 
you're not trying to figure it out. You've already got it figured out. And you already know what's going to happen. And Lord, I'm praying for this invitation this morning. There could be people in this place today that just needs to bring it to you, whatever it may be, and leave it with you and let you take care of it. Would you speak to our hearts this morning? Would you help us to realize that God is a good God and he's for us, he's not against us, and that he loves us beyond measure? Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for your presence here today in this place, right now, in this invitation. In Jesus' name, amen.